Aloha, beautiful souls. This is Randy, and I want to personally invite you to a brand new six-week group program that I have created, the Fear and Money Mindset Intensive. This six-week group coaching program is going to help you transform your fears and start taking action to make that big, scary dream that you've been putting on the back burner a reality. Trust me, I get it. When I was wanting to start my coaching business, I was held back by fear. I was so worried about what other people were going to think. I was afraid that I was going to fail, and I had a really horrible relationship with money. I believed that success meant working really long hours for years on end and that making money was hard. But when I was able to transform those fears and rewrite my money story, everything shifted for me. Now, nine months into my business, I have had the pleasure of serving over a hundred women. I am also an international coach. I've had the pleasure of serving women all across the United States and also in Europe and Canada. So I want to show you how you can transform your fear and also rewrite your money story so that you can achieve the success, the impact, the influence, and the income that you desire. It does not have to be that hard. You do not have to be stuck in fear. And I want to show you how to move through that fear, how to start taking action to make this dream a reality. So if you're ready to get stuck, to get unstuck and start to take action and start to really create that impact, influence, and like I said, income, that you not only desire, but that you deserve, then this program is for you. It's six weeks of coaching by not only me, but two other guest expert speakers and coaches. You will have access to a private exclusive Facebook group of other women who are on the same journey. You will get unlimited one-on-one Voxer support by me, which is basically like a coach in your back pocket. So if you're, if you want to learn more or if you're unsure about if this program is for you, I'm doing something special for all of our listeners. I'm offering a free discovery call with me so you can determine if this program is right for you. So if you're unsure, the link is in the show notes to book a discovery call. Or if you want to learn more information about this program, the link to the program is also in the show notes. And so I cannot wait to connect with you and see see you guys in this fear and money mindset intensive. Oh, it's going to be so incredible. And I just cannot wait to see all of the breakthroughs and transformations. Welcome to the uplifting podcast. On today's episode, we have Lucy Lynch. Lucy is a singer, songwriter and sound creator. She is originally from Germany, but after listening to her inner voice, she found herself at home in Hawaii. We talk about how her work as a sound creator is more about listening than creating sound. We talk about how you can learn to listen to your own inner voice, even when it may be scary or push you out of your comfort zone. And at the end of the episode, Lucy shares her gift of sound with us. So stay tuned and let's get into the episode. 
Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Catherine. This is a space for powerful women to share their story and to be real and raw about the truth of living your life's purpose. Any topic is fair game. We check gossip at the door so we can focus on building community and collaboration. This podcast will help you discover your individual power and give you the tools to live your most uplifted life. So let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today we have Lucy Lynch, and Lucy is an international singer-songwriter, vocal shaman, and sound creator. She is also in a band, Lucy and the Perfect Wave, and is the co-creator and star of a two-woman show, Money Talks, But What the Hell Is It Saying? (laughs) So welcome, Lucy. Yay! Aloha. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed and honored with you two uh, powerhouse glitter women here. I love it. I'm excited. Yes, so uh, Catherine and I both know Lucy personally, and Lucy is just such a beautiful soul and has such power in her voice. So we just kind of want to dive into your story. You know, we know you're from Germany, and you know now you're in Honolulu. Tell us about your journey and what kind of got you here and got you on the path of changing the world through sound. Exactly. I think that's actually really, you know, the, the power of voice, you know, that's kind of like one of my topics. Um, my, I think my, you know, my life work is that, and not only about the voice using as in singing or speaking or talking, it's also the inner voice, you know, that we have. And we have all several inner voices, obviously, you know, but that voice that really guides us, right? That really guides us to grow, that guides us to go beyond our limitless, limit, limited ideas, yeah, to go to the limitlessness of us. So that's really kind of my passion. And that's really ties right into how I got here because um, 2000, probably 2005, back in Germany, I was... Um, very involved. I had a one woman musical show. Um, I had a relationship. I had a beautiful apartment. Like life couldn't have been any better. I had a dream where I flew around the head of the Statue of Liberty and it said to me, Lucy, it's about time that you come home. Wow. And I was, you know, always journaling my dreams. I was always, you know, I was already on that path of kind of like getting more aware of how am I a co-creator of my reality, how, you know, and all of that beautiful, juicy stuff. And so I decided to listen to that voice. And um, I booked a flight and I flew to New York City all by myself for only one week. But the challenge that I had for myself was that I basically had nothing planned in advance. I have never been to the United States. I just flew to New York. I actually thought, and it's a little embarrassing, but back then I thought Big Apple was a building. So, you know, I had really literally no idea. So I arrived in New York City and and the airport, uh, there was this shuttle service and the guy was like, oh, come on here, it's on me. I take you on the shuttle, let's go to town. I was like, okay. And the first song they played in the shuttle was Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Uh, and I was like, wow, I think this is really the first, that was like the first bigger step to really listening and to trusting and to jumping, you know, to really jumping in. And so uh, the week was magical. That's a whole book and story in itself. 
by the end of that week, I felt so changed and so uh, delighted. And I came home back to Germany. I had a hard time fitting back in. Like it was, everything felt like I can't go backwards now. I have to, I have to go forward. I have to keep going. And the last day in New York City uh, at the airport, there was a guy in front of me in line that he had a t-shirt on that said, welcome to San Francisco. And I was like, well, there's my next sign. Next stop will be San Francisco. <laughs> so I went back to Germany and I kind of tried to kind of do my thing again, but it didn't let me go. And so I decided to uh, go with a, with a job where I could travel, which, which was as a tour guide. Um, they were only in Europe though, but I decided I'm going to do that. I'm already traveling. I make some money and then I can save up and go my, to my next trip. And I love the new company. They sent me to the most beautiful places in Europe, Sardinia, like, you know, Italy, Spain, France, Greece, all those beautiful islands and places. And oh my God, but my heart and that voice was still saying, come to America. That's where you have, that's where you got to go. And so I talked to my company and I said to the boss there, I said, look, I need a window of two months. If you can still keep me employed, and maybe, you know, shovel my money around so I have a little money during that time. I need to do another trip. And this time, without planning anything, I'm going to travel from New York to San Francisco. And uh, with a very little budget, with bus, train, hitchhiking, and however else it would happen, right? So I did that. Uh, arriving in San Francisco. And again, you know, we, we could go into the whole details of that adventure, but it takes too much time. So I really want to, you know, put it in a nutshell for you guys. Um, and then in San Francisco, I started, and this is all a little ridiculous, but it's really happened, really happened, right? So I started seeing these turtles everywhere. Like people had like turtle shirts or slippers with turtles on it. And a little backstory to that is that a friend of mine, as a good luck charm, gave me a necklace with a turtle, with a honu. And she said to me on the travel, oh, you got to bring that turtle home. You know, just, she kind of said it that way. And so there was me and starting to see turtles in San Francisco. And I was like, this is just that it goes beyond anything. It's like being in a Paolo Coelho novel, you know, follow the symbols. And I did. And I can only say I followed the turtle to Hawaii. So, you know, I went down and Santa Barbara and LA and San Diego. I met the most beautiful people and I did couch surfing the whole time. And it was such an adventure and turtles everywhere. And then there was this uh, flight offer to Big Island. Wow. And back then it was like $300 or something like that round trip. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going. <laughs> and so I jumped on the plane and uh, met this amazing guy. I told him the story. You know, I'm like, I have no idea. I've never been in Hawaii. I'm on this plane. I have no idea where I'm going to sleep, where I'm going to stay, what I'm going to do. I'm just here with my backpack and my guitar, you know? And he was like, man, I love this story. And, you know, he was the a guitar tuner, one of the guitar tuners of Zantana, and they go to, on tour together. Wow. And so he was like, I'm here with my niece. We have room in the house where we stay. I, come on, hang out with us. So I hung out with them for a week on the Big Island. And um, wow, I mean, touching the Big Island was like, I'm home. This is it. Yep. This is where I'm going to be, right? 
but being from Europe, it had its own challenges. I needed to go back and forth a few more times until I then met my husband. It's, that's a whole, a whole story. During that time, though, it was really always about honoring that voice, honoring, like the listening. It was always about the listening, right, to, to the guidance. And because I have my voice also as a singer, I was really able to create a lot of magic on the road, singing for people in exchange for food, singing for people in exchange for room and board, you know, uh, singing for people for a ride. Like, you know, I would hitchhike and be in the back of the car singing people a song as a thank you. So there was kind of something developing from that where I became a, a travel poet. That's how I called myself back then. You know, I was a traveling poet. And... Um, the comment of people kept coming of, man, there's something in your voice that is just so healing. And I, and I think I couldn't quite really place it in a way. I, couldn't, I don't, didn't really know what to do about it. I was like, wow, I just keep doing it. I, I just keep using it and speaking my truth as much as I can, singing my truth as much as I can. And um, well... Now that I'm here, and it's shockingly enough, I'm here already now eight years, yeah. Um, how it all has unfolded, and that inner voice, that guidance, never let me astray, you know. It was just like, it was, wow, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that when I actually listen and follow even if it seems crazy from the outside, even if people might think, oh, you know, you should go see somebody. Um, it has brought me where I am today. And um, I love it. Wow. So that was the story, how I got here in a nutshell. And then, you know, I met my husband while I was couch surfing. I met him on Oahu. And uh, we lived together a little bit in Australia. We lived in New Zealand. We had to kind of always do the visa thing. Yeah. Then we lived in Germany, and then 2011, we moved uh, here to Hawaii and oh, have wow. been here ever since. And I have really put some roots down uh, as before I was always traveling. So this is new for me, you know, having a, having a home base, having a band, you know, having a band for so many years now, really going into depth. Like, I feel like I go much deeper with all the projects that I'm having, with people that I'm meeting, with clients that I'm working with now. And it gave me really the opportunity to, yeah, to go more deep. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing story. <laughs> I think that's so powerful, though. Just listening to yourself, your, your highest self always knows. You may yeah. think, oh, I don't know. No, your highest self 100% always knows. Maybe you don't want to yeah. listen, to it, but it knows. That is, I'm, thank you. That was great. And it's but, not always comfortable. I think that's always exactly. the thing too. You know, it's that when, you know, when I got that message, it's time that you come home, you know, there, there was me, my parents had literally just bought me an apartment, like one of the nicest apartments you can imagine, like view over the city, a bathtub with like windows on top of it. Like it was like the most beautiful thing. You know, like I said, I had this one woman show. I had a management. It was just about to really blow up in Germany, you know? And there was me and I was like, what no. now? Like, <laughs> I have to go now? 
And uh, I tried for a while to actually not do it. So, you know, I was like, no, no, let me, let me do this big show first. Let me. And interestingly enough, what happened was I got these very weird anxiety attacks and I, I got performance anxiety and I couldn't do the shows. Wow. And, uh, and thank God though, it has also <laughs> that turned into a blessing because that, that was the only way I could get out of the management um, contract. Wow. So at what point did you realize, like, it seems like it's kind of been in your journey for a while, but was there a specific moment when you kind of realized that sound and facilitating and performing sound was, I guess, your life's purpose, your calling? I must say, I think the first time I already got a touch of that was very early on. That was probably when I was about 15 and I was in a church and just there because we wanted to, re because the acoustics were so nice and we wanted to record a song for a friend. And up till then, you know, I was, I was singing. It was really more about, I was singing a lot of my pain out. I was singing a lot of my puberty confusion out. I, I, so singing was for me very much therapy, yeah. back, especially yeah. back then. And I wrote poetry. I sang the things just to find a way to get it out of my system. Mm. And then when I, I will never, it's just one of those cathartic moments. I was in that church and I had to just sing some oohs and ahs in the background for his song. And there I was, and there was this, this sound, you know, and the, the kind of like a little bit of a reverb effect in that church. And I sang the ahs and it was okay, you know, it sounded all right. And then something really almost like as if somebody would just open my throat, <laughs> my throat chakra, you know. And then this like sound came out that I was like, oh my God, like right now that I sound like a full gospel choir. I have no idea where this comes from and I have no idea if I can ever reproduce it. But that's, that was one of the first moments, you know, when people around me were like, what was <laughs> that? And I was like, I have no idea what that was. And so wow. then start, I started to, you know, do more of that, reproduce it. it got a lot of sore throats because I tried to reproduce something through yelling and through just pushing and pushing and trying. And then, you know, my journey shifted to, oh, maybe, you know, I'm just going to be a Broadway star. So I studied musical the and theater and, you know, I got like singing lessons, but it was always kind of, it felt that moment that was so open. I could not quite get there anymore because I kind of like, it, it got like, closed again and then I met this one woman she was a um, Ila Kelarova she's a Ida Kelarova she's a Roman singer like one of those gypsy women and I uh, started studying with her back in Berlin and she is all about emotional singing emotions sing out your emotions and that was really like coming back home to how it had started and meanwhile I was maybe already when that happened, I was already kind of 22 or something, you know? So it was kind of like a seven year of pushing. And then I got back to that, just sing from the heart, from where you are, where you feel. And then you make also people feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you make people feel something as well. And she, we would sing in the Roman language. So most of the time she would give us a song. She didn't tell us what it was about and we just had to sing it. Wow. 
And then later on, she would give us the translation. And I would say 85% of the time, the people that were in the class, we would pick the right emotions to the lyric just, be, wow. just because you start to listen. Yeah. The listening again and the, you know, it's just, I can, ah, I get so excited. It's just so powerful. And yeah, and I feel here being a songwriter now for so long and, you know, I had my albums released and I did my tours here and there, but I never, you know, it was this like kind of a little bit also waiting for that like break or waiting for, you know, kind of like the dream every songwriter or singer probably has is this, oh, maybe somebody picks me up and I'm going to get big and famous. And that really completely shifted over the last, I think since I'm here, actually, it kind of really shifted back to purpose, to um, calling, what am I really here to do? And then again, I started listening. And two years ago, I had the dream where I was, I had this crystal singing bowl, and I was singing in my dream with it. And it it was very clear, you got to go get a bowl. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. I'm definitely not in a situation where I can just go and buy a bowl, my friends, but let's see. And again, you know, I, I arranged, I ordered the bowl without having the money through a friend and the money showed up and I had this one bowl and I started to just show up with this one crystal bowl and I started singing for people and then people started booking sessions with me and I was like, oh my goodness, okay. And then my voice over the last two years in that process has shifted again completely. And um, meanwhile, you know, for most of you know that now I have like my nine crystal singing bowls. I have a 32 inch whale song gong and I have my, my shakers and my chimes and my ocean drum. And so I do these sound journeys and I'm coming really out of the shell with that right now because I can see the power of sound, the power of voice, and how much that is about listening and not about producing sound. I was going to mention that just in this conversation so far, because we have our questions that we're thinking about asking you and things like that. And a lot of it is about sound. But the reality is that what you do is listen. You don't even do sound for a living. You listen for a living, which I think is so fascinating. It's all about listening to not only the inner voice, but universe you know universe coming to you and and giving you these tools and signs and saying this this is what you want and it's about listening so that's that's fascinating to me i love i'm i love to just jump in where it's at you know like the same here now with the three of us like what what do we really want to talk about is it what we have planned I don't know, but what do we really, you know, I get goosebumps saying, like, what is it? And that's for me when I facilitate a sound journey, like people come up to me and say, oh my God, can you teach me this? Can you, I was like, it's, it's listening. I, I'm I, 80% of the time I, I will never reproduce exactly the same sound bath because I'm listening to the, to what's in the room. I'm reading the energy of people that's in the room. Sometimes something comes through and I, and I just say it. And after that, somebody comes and says, oh my God, like my mother just went through this healing crisis in, and you said exactly that. Like, I, it's just the, 
then listen, instead of making it about myself, oh, look how, I, how, how great I can play the bowls and look how my gong sounds kind of thing, <laughs> to have that completely removed. And it, is, it was a challenge because my background is theater performing and all of that, you know, like, oh, it would still be good if I kind of still look good. And then it's like, screw <laughs> that, honey. When you do these sounds, I sometimes, you know, look like a, like a legal alien, you know? <laughs> It's just about the letting it in, letting it, letting it through, right? Letting it in, letting it through. And trust that there's always something there. Mm -hmm. If we can listen, right? Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for us to like stop and, and listen? Um, I feel that because we're so taught to having a plan, having a roadmap, having it all figured out already as a child, knowing what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Um, it's, it's scary. And it creates a little bit of a void. I think there's this moment of when you decide, now I want to listen, there comes a moment of that little when you're on a cliff and that kind of, there's this thing where it's like, oh my God, what if I fall down there? Because I'm not, right now, I'm just listening. I'm not doing. I'm not producing. I'm not running. I'm not rushing. I'm not, I'm not hunting. I'm not chasing, right? And we're so used to that. And we're so taught, we're taught that in all levels, in, in school, in society, through TV, everywhere. It's about chasing better, higher, further, brighter, lighter, you know, thinner, thicker, bigger. But like, it's all of that. It's just like, ah. And then when you... To listen, it's that like stop for a moment and just breathe, right? And I think it can be very overwhelming to have that, <laughs> to have that co connection, like you said before, like the whole universe. Mm -hmm. God, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, everything. Out of the blue, you become like nothing. Yeah. But in that nothingness, you become everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that... I think has attached to it a little bit of a loss of identity. And I think that's where it's uncomfortable. So a lot of people are like, I better don't listen. They, you know, like I just keep going. Yeah. I think our knowledge gets in the way, right? Yeah. Because we, we want to like, when we have these gaps, we feel like we need to fill them and we need to explain them and we need to like yeah. everything fit into this perfect box and make sense. And like, but a lot of times, you know, things don't make sense when they're presenting themselves in your life and you have to have that trust right. that yeah. there is a bigger purpose right. and a bigger meaning. But a lot of times we don't find that out until we've gone through it, right? So yes. yeah, I totally resonate with that because I think that we have to allow ourselves that space, that unknowingness, that yeah, really not having that roadmap because when we're so attached to outcomes, I know that's, what's really held me back right. is being attached to thinking I need to have this and by yeah. this age and like, yeah. you know, that's, that has just never worked for me right. and trying to attach from those outcomes has been, I still work on it, but it's oh, yeah. that space to allow the universe to have these miracles come into our lives. Right. Yeah. And that's always what I, you know, when uh, say is that 
I'm on the journey. You know, it's not that I have figured it all out. It's always that it's, it's, it's a constant process. It's a constant shedding. It's like going a little, it's almost like at the same time, like I go a little deeper and a little higher at the same time, a little deeper and a little higher at the same time, a little deeper and a little higher at the same time, a little more roots in the ground, a little more reach in the sky, a little more roots in the ground, a little more reach in the sky. And so that it keeps going. Um, because I think I would fool myself if I would say, oh yeah, I, I figured it out. You know, that's like, it's that to always be in the, in the curiosity and in where, oh, where, where does it want to go from here? Because if I would have, for example, you know, if I would have been too attached to, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just Lucy, the singer songwriter and the playwright, that, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. This whole sound project, the sound baby, the sound creation, I wouldn't have had allowed that in. Right. So, and I think that's where what it what it what it also triggers. I believe coming back to your question, why does do so many people you know have a hard time listening? I think it's also when you start listening, and you might hear something uh, that requires change and that mm-hmm. requires being uncomfortable and whatever you know maybe changing a location, changing a relationship. It might not be something that drastic, but it might be changing a habit. It might be as simple as out of the blue, your body tells you, hey, I really don't want coffee anymore. And you're like, I, 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 I can't do that. Everybody knows me at Lucy the coffee. Lucy the Lucy Miss Coffee. You know, that's just who I am. I can't, I can't drop coffee. <laughs> so it's that, you know, I feel that a lot of the habits and things create this identity and this idea of who we are, right? And then when, when we listen and we get another instruction, it's like, oh my God. Oh my God, I can't do it. And it's really, like I said, it can be the big things, like move to a different country and open, open an orphan, right? Oh my God, very scary. But for some people, or very exciting, uh, but it can also be, um, like for, for me, I, I wear a lot of colorful clothes. You know, if I out of the blue get the message, just wear black. <laughs> you know, this kind of, those, it can be these little tiny things, I believe wholeheartedly, that create discomfort and mm-hmm. in, in people. Yeah. Because it becomes, because, because of the um, need to be validated from the outside and to not make other people feel uncomfortable, right? So I feel that's all this, this game that we've all agreed to. It's like, okay, as long as I'm in the frame and in the box, mm-hmm. you can be in the frame and in the box. Yeah. I don't make you feel comfortable, uncomfortable. You don't make me feel uncomfortable. Great. You know, <laughs> but yeah. then when one of us, you know, like the crab in a basket thing, right? And one is like in that box is like, man, that box is so tight. Let me get all of that box. And it's like, oh my God, there's a whole nother universe up here, guys. Come on, you know? And I think that's where that all ties into the listening can be scary. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Like I'm listening to you and I'm hearing it in myself from two different perspectives. One is like my current self who, who gets it. I'm like, I know what that trust feels like. And I'm also hearing it from my older self from like five years ago when I first moved to Hawaii and I was just riddled with anxiety and like, I would listen to these things that were like, yeah, just trust yourself. Just listen. I was like, but how do you do that? <laughs> but how? So 
I guess this is a question more for my little anxious self from before. Yeah. Cause now I know the answer and I get it. But like for someone who hasn't quite understood what it means to trust, how, how does someone do that? How does someone learn to listen with that, that trust in self knowing that it's going to be okay? Um, I mean, there's always, for me, you know, there's always only from my perspective, looking back, there's always a little amount of risk involved, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think you don't have to immediately, like I did back then, like when I got my first weird intuition, I was called to go to Africa, uh, to Zanzibar and teach English. You know, it was another one of those crazy things. And back then I did, I, I sold my saxophone and I did it. And um, one of the most life-changing experiences. And I always say, you know, to people that work with me or that approach me about this, it doesn't have to be something as big as that. Mm -hmm. So really totally dial it back to what could be um, a new practice that I include in my life. Just something very simple. Like, can I, could I maybe in the morning um, go for a 10 minute walk around the block? Could I do that barefoot? Like very little things. Could I maybe change a little something in my diet? Like to just, and to, 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 to so, you know, listen to the body. Be like, oh, what does my body really want for breakfast? Do I only eat egg and bacon and stuff because everybody says it? So like to make it, to really invite someone to take very practical things first, very little things, and then have these little success moments of, oh, wow, I tried this green smoothie. I felt so much better. I'm going to do that again, right? Because I feel that when we, when we immediately want to push somebody into the, this kind of big thing, then all of, the, all of the ghosts come up, right? All of the, I don't have the money, I can't do that, I'm not good enough, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too this, I'm too that, right? So, but to make like a little shift like that, I right. think that's doable. And once you have that first little, oh, wow, I'm so glad I didn't drink the beer last night, I just drank the pineapple juice and I had a great party. Like, you know, maybe I do that again. Yeah. Like that, that would be just my intuitive response to that, I guess, because yeah. I know that I've been very overwhelming with my stories to people <laughs> who are in anxiety. And I'm always saying like, I'm not, I'm not running around promoting uh, divorce your husband, sell your house, leave your kids. And, uh, you know, it's just not at all what I'm promoting. I can only say this is just, what I've done, I can only share that, but then say, you know, there is little steps you can take to just get a taste of that freedom. Right. And, um, and I'm not funny enough. I always say, you know, people look at me, they think I'm like so fearless and I'm just like, and I have the fears in other areas. You know, I have, you can drop me off in the middle of the desert somewhere or in Africa. I have no problem. I'm not afraid. I know I find my way. And even if I have to ride a camel back to an oasis, right? Like I, I know that that's just not what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm afraid of setting boundaries. I'm afraid 
I have fear when I have to say no to people because I have the tendency to constantly give and I want to help everybody and I want to encourage everybody. And I have a harder time to say, look, uh, book a session with me. Then we can discuss that. Uh, you know, like those are things where my anxiety kicks in, where somebody else looks at me and is like, wait a minute, you, you travel all around the world and you have no fear and you have fear of uh, rejecting someone for a coffee. Oh my God, I wish I was you. But you know, that's the thing. Like I have other, uh, how is it called? Construction sites, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're saying about just starting with the small things, mm-hmm. I think what it does is it builds our confidence to listen to our inner voice mm-hmm. because I think when we're not used to listening to our voice, it almost starts to be like we don't even recognize that inner voice, right? So when it yes. starts to speak to us, we don't even know, we don't even recognize it. We, we're not even, you know, conscious enough to hear it. And so I think it really is starting with those little things so that we can start to, okay, yeah, that felt good for me okay, that's what it feels like when I listen to my inner voice. That's what my body, you know, because we can see the changes in our body and our mood when we start to listen to our inner voice and we can start to follow those feelings more. Yeah. And I feel, you know, a lot of times, again, we, all of us know definitely what we don't want, right? And then to slowly take a look at what do we want, uh, what do I want? And then listen, right? And then maybe write it out, right? Journal it, right? Very, very common coaching uh, tool, right? And then I journal it. And then sometimes we read things or things come out that we're like, oh, I don't know. I, did, I didn't know that about me. Where does that come from, right? But like you said, it's that because there's all these different, we have fear and joy and excitement and curiosity all these different aspects of us so sometimes it's hard so is this and you all we all know that like for example you're invited to to go to an event so and the the inner voice says one of the inner voices says oh no i really don't want to go so and then because we all have all that knowledge already you know it's just like Hmm, but maybe I should go because um, I could really do some uh, networking and I could create some new clientele. So I better don't listen to that no, right? But it might have been just a totally like, no, you should really not go. Or there is this, you secretly really want to go. And this voice comes in and says, oh, no, you, you really shouldn't go. And so-and-so would also be there and that, that will not work out. You really shouldn't go. And then you kind of, you know, and then we are privileged enough. We already know, oh, wait a minute. This is actually fear talking. So I should go, right? And so somebody who has never, and I totally agree with you and I feel I'm also still learning on how to guide someone there because someone who has never, ever even heard of this concept, mm-hmm. how do we invite them, right? And to say, hey, look, you actually have a choice here. Yeah. There's, there, you have a choice of voice, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. Very juicy. Very juicy. Yeah, because I think, I think so many people aren't even awake to the reality that they are co-creating their lives. Right. I know. You know, and like, know. And, and that is like, you know, I mean, and that's right. part, something that I'm so passionate about is like helping women 
discover their inner power because we all are the creators of our lives, but so often we are not truly living. So is there anything that helps you to really become the co-creator of your life? Um, Definitely what helped me a lot was, you know, I remember a big, big, big life changer for me were two books. I mean, one book was The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, that I read back then. That first of all, uh, catapulted me completely out of my anxiety because it was all about being present in the moment now. Listen. And then uh, the next book that showed up on my doorstep was Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't remember it so long ago, if it was a trilogy or just two books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, re- I read them all. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I can really recommend that because that was really something that when I read that and resonated so much and it really talked exactly, it was re- and it was, the book was written with, with there was an energy that was transmitted with the writing of it. It was not just reading it, but I could feel it. It, it changed me while I was reading it. And it was, um, it was scary because it, you know, it said all of those things. It said, basically, look, everything you see, you know, it's, it's your creation. It's, it's your, you're co-creating this, you know, with, with God. Let's, yeah. you know, let's put it that way now. So, and you know, and then I had a phase while I was reading that and after where I got almost a little paranoid about it. You know, when I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I create this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't want to be a co-creator of this, <laughs> you know. And so it's a, I think it's a radical and very, I mean, it's a, it's big. I mean, if we, you know, if we say that we are creating what we see oh my goodness right we're creating the whatever it is you know the fights and relationships mm-hmm. and you know the, the, uh, you know mm-hmm. i like i don't want to have that responsibility exactly exactly right and how do we support people and feeling empowered rather than discouraged mm-hmm. yeah um, definitely. So that was the question. So that I think reading certain books like this, you know, find, do some research, like what, what is out there material and that, that could support you. Right. And then maybe include that. Like what I started doing is just, you know, reading, reading about sound and frequencies and stuff for me, like on a daily basis, just to, to learn and to stay in that. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is that makes somebody sing or, you know, that floats somebody's boat to find something, even if it's like a beautiful poet, a spiritual poet or, you know, spiritual short stories or, I mean, I can really also always recommend Paolo Coelho, The Alchemist, beautiful life-changing story of somebody who's listening to that voice, traveling and having all these adventures finally coming back to his own garden and who finds the treasure under his own tree in the garden. Right. Um, I think that has for me always been a good, good tool. And I think in these days we're not doing that so much anymore because it's everybody's so busy and people read little Facebook things and they read like little articles, but the, 
the power of really sitting with a book and the energy and the vibration and connecting with the author and really soaking in, filtering through, letting that resonate. I think that's a big, big step. And I think what would be really fun, uh, you know, would we have have like almost like a library like that where we all would have access to, you know, different people. Hey, what, what changed, what book changed your life, Randy, you know, and then share that with people. So as a first start off. Yeah. I think that's so powerful because I know so many different books and podcasts and just surrounding myself with higher level thinkers has allowed me to expand the way that I think about my current reality. So I completely agree with that. And you feel resonance, right? And then you've, and then we feel that validation of some sorts of, for lack of a better word right now, you know, but then we feel, Oh my God, I knew I had it in me, but this book awakened it in me. You know, the, the like somebody else has the same idea and wrote it down in a book and, and then, then that joy comes in, right? Yeah, we realize we're not alone, right? Yes. And yes. we're more connected and absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a couple more questions, but at the yeah. end, I would love if you could like sing or do some sort of sound yeah. for us if you feel. Okay. Um, we have to see you. if that works with this. Um... Can you unplug that? Unplug I think your... I should unplug that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll ask you the we'll last few later, questions yeah. and then we'll do that at the end. Very good. So, um, is there anything that we haven't asked you already that you would like to share or with our audience? Um, no, I think we touched on a lot, you know, like really that I want to just encourage everyone who is watching this or listening to this to, um, take a moment and just really breathe and be with yourself and invite in the idea and just only maybe, you know, open the door, you know, the, the idea of you being a, a co-creator is knocking at your door and you just open the door. You don't have to let the idea in yet even, you know, just like look at the idea and be like, Oh, okay. And then just sit with what comes up. Is there resistance? Is there resentment? Is there even anger? Or is there like joy, relief, release, tears? Oh my God, there you are. You know, like what, what comes up? I think that's what I would love to uh, encourage. Yes. Another thing we like to ask, something that our viewers and listeners can kind of take away from this podcast, if you will, what are three actionable steps that you would recommend to our audience that they could do today, right now, that would uplift their lives? Oh, okay. So first of all, I would say put on a really great song and shake it all up and be (laughs) silly and make fun movements and like all of that, right? Like really let yourself go. That's what I would say. Uh, step one. Um, <laughs> step two would be go in front of a mirror and look at yourself and just look yourself in the eye and just be there with yourself for a moment and realize how far you've come. Step number two. And step number three 
this would be a silly one, but it just came up. Go out and get a really nice dark piece of chocolate and let it melt on your mouth and feel like really good about yourself. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh my God. Perfect. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much for yes. just sharing oh, your energy you. with us. Yeah. One second here. Yeah. So funny. You can still hear me like this, right? Yeah. I didn't even need it at all. It's so funny. Anyway. No, we just hear you better. The sound quality is definitely better with, yeah. with the headphones on, but we'll be able okay. to hear the music. Perfect. Yeah. I think for the, for the thingy here, for my quick divine intervention, Yes. Do a mini sound check and then you, and then. <laughs> yeah. Aha. My, this was the ball I dreamed about, right? Wow. Gorgeous. Do you hear something? Yes. Very good. And do you hear me singing? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> awesome. Here we go. And I wish you joy, love, laughter, and abundance, happiness, and peace, and every morning sun dance. Want you to know that I am here to love you and to support you spirit on its way so go out and play go out and play show the world who you really are with just the way you live show the world who you really are with just the way you give your life go out and Oh, so beautiful. Uh, uh, mm. So beautiful. Thank you, Lucy, so much for sharing your voice, but also just your heart and the way that you listen to the world. Yay. Thank you so much. And one more thing. Anyone who would like to connect with you, any of our audience, where can they find you on social media or online? Yeah. So you find me uh, Instagram, Facebook, Lucy Lynch, L-U-C-I-E-L-Y-N-C-H, and also uh, LucyLynchMusic.com, which then links to I Love Money Talks and Lucy and the Perfect Wave. So my main base, LucyLynchMusic.com, Instagram, Facebook, and you find me and um, I'm here to make sounds. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Thank you Lucy. so much, Lucy. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with us. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. To continue the conversation, follow Catherine and Randy on social media. Our links are listed in the show notes. We can't wait to share another powerful story with you next week. And until then, stay stay uplifted. uplifted.